This podcast episode is made possible in part by a grant from Lilly. Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest information on breast cancer research, treatments, side effects, and survivorship issues through expert interviews, as well as personal stories from people affected by breast cancer. Here's your host, BreastCancer.org Senior Editor, Jamie DiPolo. Hello, thanks for listening. I'm podcasting from the 2023 American Society of Clinical Oncology Annual Meeting. My guest is someone that many of you know, Dr. Marisa Weiss, who is founder and chief medical officer of breastcancer.org. At this meeting, she presented results from her study looking at cannabis to ease peripheral neuropathy, that's tingling and numbness in the hands and the feet caused by chemotherapy. She's joining us to discuss the results. Dr. Weiss, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for letting me share our results and to work with you, Jamie, you're amazing. We all love you at breastcancer.org. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, so to start, just in case anyone's unfamiliar, could you explain to us how chemotherapy causes peripheral neuropathy and how you know when it's a problem? Okay. So in the clinic, you know, taking care of people who are dealing with breast cancer, and I noticed that so many of them we're dealing with what we call peripheral neuropathy, which can be described as uh, numbness and tingling or pain in the hands and the feet. And it can also make it harder to perform special things like buttoning a shirt or opening a jar. Basically, it gets in the way of everyone's daily quality of life and your just ability, your ability to perform the things that you need to do for living each day at, at home, at work, in the community, wherever you are. And there are certain chemotherapies that are more likely to produce peripheral neuropathy. Um, they are the taxanes. The, the biggest culprit is taxol, also known as paclitaxel. Taxotere or a docetaxel can also do it, but at a lower rate. And then there are medicines like um, carboplatin and cisplatinum, the platinum-based chemotherapies that are also guilty to cause this problem. And then women of people of color, we don't know why, are more likely to develop it. The risk of developing peripheral neuropathy from those types of chemotherapy can range anywhere from like 25% up to 50%, depending on the study. And so as a doctor in the hospital, I noticed that so many people were suffering from this side effect. And we know from research that um, this is a dose-limiting side effect of chemotherapy, which means that if you're going through chemo and you have this side effect, your doctor might have to reduce the dose or even stop the chemotherapy early because it's you can't tolerate or the symptom is so bad that it's in the way of your finishing that it gets in the way of your finishing the treatment. And so it's actually a reason for a part of the reasons for health disparities because women of color are more likely to have this side effect and they're more likely to stop their chemotherapy early and not get the full benefit of it. And so it's a significant problem. And at breastcancer.org, in our discussion forums and in various places, we've been, you know, had our finger on the pulse and notice that many of you are suffering from this side effect. So we know this was an important problem that needed to be studied further. And we know that there's some medicines already out there like gabapentin or Lyrica or, you know, Cymbalta. These are medicines that your doctor might give you to reduce chemotherapy induced peripheral neuropathy, but it wasn't doing enough. And so we looked at around and we saw that in um, studies of mice that cannabidiol or CBD that can be derived from hemp or marijuana, those are both cannabis plants, 
has a nerve protective property to it. Before you go into all that, I want to just ask you, um, could you explain a little bit, how does chemotherapy cause peripheral neuropathy? Like, why is it so much associated with that treatment as opposed to others? Yeah. So, for example, Taxol, which is one of the chemos that that is associated with a higher risk of peripheral neuropathy, the uh, medicine affects the microtubules. Those are like little parts of the nerve uh, structure. And basically, it prevents the nerves from healing themselves. So the chemo affects the nerves, and the nerves can't really heal themselves so well because the chemo uh, limits the nerves' ability to do that. So that's probably one reason why. And by the way, there's a lot of different kinds of neuropathy. People have, can have diabetic neuropathy because of another, other reasons, like the little blood vessels that feed the nerve tissues have um, withered, and they're, they're just not working very well. And that's a cause for another kind of peripheral neuropathy. And if you add one type of neuropathy to another, like if you've got diabetic peripheral neuropathy and then you get Taxol, it's a double whammy. So you definitely want to think about ways to reduce the incidence of peripheral neuropathy. And there was actually a study at ASCO that looked at the use of cold mittens, basically, that you use during the chemotherapy to reduce the incidence. And it was helpful. Some people can't tolerate that cold feeling, but it is um, useful for a lot of people. Okay, so now tell us, why did you think cannabis could help? You were mentioning the mouse studies. Right. So why did we think that cannabis would actually help for peripheral neuropathy? Well, we saw that there were some studies in mice that show that if you give mice cannabidiol, which is CBD, during their chemotherapy, that it reduced the incidence, the number of mice that had that symptom. And then, um, so we thought, oh, well, let's try to give CBD together with chemo, but the FDA wouldn't let us do that. So then we looked at studies that used CBD for mice that already had peripheral neuropathy to see if it helped them uh, reduce the severity of the peripheral neuropathy or how long it lasted, the duration. And that was also impressive. So that it was on the basis of those insights from mouse studies that we thought, wow, maybe we should try to use this in people to see if it helps them. Because what good is it if it just helps mice? We want to know if it's going to help people. So our study was launched at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was open to people who had breast cancer, ovarian, endometrial cancer, colorectal cancer, who had grade two or grade three peripheral neuropathy, which is basically numbness, tingling, pain, or difficulty doing fine motor things that bothers you in your everyday life. And half the people on this study were assigned to the CBD arm, and half the people were given the placebo. And for the CBD arm, it was 135 milligrams of whole plant, and this is hemp-derived CBD extract from the Ananda Health Company, who sponsored the study. And these Um, were capsules, right? And these were gel caps, exactly. So they took three 15-milligram gel caps morning, middle of the day, and the evening. First, we found that it was well-tolerated, that people weren't bumping into walls, no one was high, no one was stumbling, whatever, that basically people tolerated it really pretty well. And they were able to perform their jobs and and sleep like they needed to and do other things like they needed to. And what we found at the end of the study, um, and there were about 45 people on the study, we had hoped for 100 people on the study, but because of the pandemic, it was hard to get those people in the door. But what we found was that at at the end of our study, and with relatively early data that the CBD was able to reduce the amount of numbness and tingling that people experience who have peripheral neuropathy compared to the people who got the placebo, okay? So that's a very meaningful finding because 
in the clinic, so often it's the numbness and tingling that really gets in people's way and, and interferes with quality of life. The CBD did not seem to impact on the amount of pain you had or your ability to perform like certain things like buttoning a shirt or opening a jar. But it's also true that although it looked like it might be helpful, our data weren't strong enough to show that. Okay. So, so if you to, had a larger exactly. group, you might see that. If we had had more time and more funding to get to 100 people on the study, mm -hmm. um, then it's very possible that we could have gotten learned more than we were able to learn. And it's important to know that, that a number of people who are on the study were also taking gabapentin or um, Lyrica or Cymbalta, those other medicines that doctors more regularly use to manage peripheral neuropathy symptoms. Okay. And the reason why they joined the study is because those medicines helped a little bit, but not enough. So they still had leftover peripheral neuropathy that they wanted to get help with, and they wanted to participate in the clinical trial. Let me ask you this um, before you go on, sorry. Does everyone who have has peripheral neuropathy have the pain or can it be just tingling and numbness? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because one of the fascinating things at breastcancer.org and, and, and where I take care of patients in the hospital is that everyone is unique, right? Okay. And everyone uses different words and terms to describe what's happening in their life. And uh, I'd say a lot of times people will say, I've got, you know, I don't feel something, which means numbness. Or it's, I've got this tingling pins and needles kind of feeling, which is tingling. And some people might say, I don't have pain, but I have soreness or I have tenderness. Or they might use different words to describe pain. It's also very cultural. Like, you know, some cultures, you don't use the word pain because it's, it's, it's sort of like complaining and that's like negative. Okay. Um, but they use other words like it's really bothering me or it's aching me. So uh, a lot of people have numbness and tingling um, despite efforts that they've made. Or it may be that they had numbness, tingling, and pain, but they were able to get relief from some of the pain, but they have the leftover numbness and tingling that's still bothering them. And so uh, this study is important because the product that we used, which was um, a whole plant extract of um, the hemp plant, which was, you know, contained mostly CBD, a teeny weeny bit of THC in there. It was made by a company, Ecofiber or Nanda Hemp, which is available online. Um, that it did show that it improved numbness and tingling compared to placebo. You don't need a medical marijuana card to get it. Okay. But because it's a whole plant extract from hemp, there is a teeny weeny bit, a trace amount of THC that's in there. And that's the psychoactive part of marijuana that, that, um, or cannabis that people, that gets, it makes you feel high. Right. Um, but if you are at a job, with zero tolerance, mm -hmm. um, that is, you could lose your job if a random drug urine test were to show that you had THC in it. Like, let's say you're a school bus driver, or you work in the military, or you're a corrections officer, um, or you've got a job like that, and you can't use a whole plant extract CBD product because it will have a trace of, of THC, and you might lose your job because of it. Now, if you um, hear this, hear about this study and you have one of those jobs or you have a job like you're in nursing, whatever it is, where they, they, you're not allowed to use cannabis while you're working, you may go to your HR director and go to the head of your department and say, hey, look, I had breast cancer and I am suffering from this side effect that's left over from my chemotherapy and I need to do something about it. And the medicines I've been using aren't doing the trick. So I'd like to participate in this clinical study, or I'd like to just buy it online. Um, I don't want to lose my job. So in that situation, you can get that you're the head of nursing or the head of whatever, where you're working, 
um, to give you a, a note that says if you get a note or tell you if you get a note from your doctor or if you get certified, get medical certification clearance to do it, then they will, um, your job will be secure. What I'm saying is to try for them. I can't guarantee that's right. going to happen for you, but it's definitely worth looking into. Right. Now, you said uh, it was well tolerated. Were there any side effects at all? Well, if you think about it, for anyone who's just finished their chemotherapy and the people on the study, the median, they, they were finished their chemotherapy within a year or two, they were still feeling side effects from their chemotherapy. So okay. when we asked them how they're doing, they were they were like saying a lot of the people said, you know, I had I have fatigue, you know, I'm a little bit foggy from my chemo. Um, you know, I can't walk as well as I used to or I can't run any, so much anymore. I've been you know, I fell down, you know, that they were knocked out from the treatment that they've been in. But there didn't seem to be significant additional side effects that could be attributed to the CBD product that we were offering on our clinical trial. Okay. And then finally, you've kind of done this, but I just to summarize, could you put the results in context for us? So if I'm a person, I'm receiving chemotherapy or I've just completed chemotherapy yeah. and I've got peripheral neuropathy due to the chemotherapy. So how would you advise me? So um, I would say, so if you just finished your chemotherapy and you've got this side effect mm -hmm. and it's bothering you, it's getting in your way, uh, it's affecting your quality of life, then it's important to know that you're not alone, that anywhere from 25 to 50% of people who receive either Taxol or, or Taxotere or um, Carboplatin chemotherapy will develop that side effect. It could go away on its own. You might, you know, if you give it some time. But while you're suffering from side effects like numbness, tingling, or pain, or inability to perform like different functions um, with your hands and maybe with your feet, there are things that you can do to reduce the amount of symptoms that you have. So um, you could ask your doctor about medicines that they're using regularly already, like gabapentin, Neurontin, or um, Lyrica, or uh, Deloxetine, or Cymbalta, that, those kind of medicines, to see if that helps you, okay? But if you still have these side effects or if you're someone who doesn't want to use, you know, pharmaceutical medicines and you'd rather go with something more natural, then you could try CBD. And the product we used was pharmaceutical grade, which means it was nice and clean. It, it didn't have heavy metals in it. It didn't have pesticides in it. Um, it didn't have any mold in it. It was a medical quality product. It was a, it, and that's why we worked with that Ecofiber and, and a hemp company because they would provide that for people on the study then that medicine taken 135 milligrams a day. So that was 45 milligrams in the morning, 45 in the middle of the day, 45 milligrams at night. You've got to work your way up to that dose. That could help you reduce the numbness and tingling from chemotherapy. Um, the patients on our study used it for three months. Okay. And during the time that they used it, we were, you know, they visited with us every two weeks and they filled out questionnaires and they had neurologic exams and we did all kinds of things to evaluate how they were doing. But there are definitely options for you. Okay. And if you're listening to this and you're, you haven't started chemotherapy or maybe you, you had a dose or a cycle or so already and you feel like this side effect, ask your doctor about the cold meds. Okay. They're um, the cryo meds. There are different words, that they're, the terms that are used to describe it, but basically cold meds that you put your hands in and feet in during the infusion and at just afterwards to try to re reduce the amount of chemo that goes to your fingertips or goes to your feet to try to reduce the, the risk that you'd even get that side effect. I just have to ask one final question. Could somebody start the CBD while they were 
receiving chemo or is it better to wait until you've completed all the chemotherapy? Yeah, well, it's an excellent question because, you know, of course, we would always like to prevent a side effect rather than to get it and have to treat it and make you suffer from it. Right. And for Mark particular study, we tried to do it up front together with chemotherapy, but the FDA wouldn't right. let us do that. Right. And the reason why is because both CBD as well as THC and some of these chemotherapies are both broken down by the liver. And we couldn't be sure that it was safe to use them together. So we would love to do that study. Mm -hmm. The fact that giving this medicine had no, no significant side effect and liver function was perfectly fine because we checked that in our patients gives us more ability to go back to the FDA and say, we want to do this study in people who are in the process of getting their chemotherapy to try to prevent the side effect. But, and we also know that a lot of people are using cannabis these days more and more and more during their chemo to manage side effects like nausea, vomiting, right. um, insomnia, pain, mm -hmm. and they're getting certified, like in the state of Pennsylvania, I certify people, I participate in the Pennsylvania Medical Marijuana Program, and I'll certify people and they'll take it during their chemotherapy to manage side effects because they still have nausea, vomiting, despite medicines, mm -hmm. and or they or they don't want to use pharmaceutical medicines. They'd rather use something natural. So the people are taking it and people are tolerating it fine. Okay. Um, but we just don't you need don't the have data. the data to yeah. show that. But I would say that if you're interested in using something during chemotherapy, I wouldn't be using inhalational products. Like when you're, unless you need to, mm -hmm. uh, because you're exposing the lung to a chemical. And if you're getting chemo on top of that, and we're still in the midst of the tailwinds of the pandemic, right. it's probably a good idea to use other types of products like the gel caps that we use in our study or a tincture that you put under your tongue or a pill, or some people use a lotion. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Weiss. This well, is super helpful. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the breastcancer.org podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share your thoughts about this or any episode, email us at podcast at breastcancer.org or leave feedback on the podcast episode landing page on our website. And remember, you can find a lot more information about breast cancer at breastcancer.org. And you can connect with thousands of people affected by breast cancer by joining our online community.